Good evening and welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football, Korea's premier English language football podcast. Uh, joined tonight as usual by Mark. Good evening. His voice is a bit dodgy today, so I might do most of the talking. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But we'll both soon see by the number of listeners that we get, yeah? Yeah, I don't know why my voice is gone. It's kind of like, uh, it's either shouting at Songnam yesterday, uh, drinking five bottles of Halatan soju with uh, Alistair last night, or um, maybe it's something else. If he keeps making you drink the night before podcast, I'm going to have to rescind his status as friend of the podcast and make it enemy of the podcast. I think so, yeah, I think so. Although Halasan Soju is okay, there's no hangover on on Halasan Soju. Are you sure? Because I had one of the worst hangovers ever on Halasan Soju. Really? No, I don't get any hangover on it at all. A company trip down to Jeju, going to climb Halasan, so we celebrated the night before by drinking Halasan Soju till about 2 a.m. Got up at 4 a.m. to go and climb the goddamn mountain. I felt like crap. That's because you had two hours sleep. It was nothing to do with the soju. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that wasn't Halasan Soju. That might have been two hours sleep and, and not thinking things through. But you don't think the Halasan soju was a contributory factor? Potentially, yeah. But I think you probably find the two hours of sleep was the, was the biggest factor. So what you're saying is if, I drank, if I'd have drank chom or chamisol, it would have been worse? 100%, definitely. I think you, you went to Pohang, yeah? Yeah. Did you eventually break your duck and that's the drive? Oh, is that what the intro music's about? Yeah. I, I did invite you to come along. As, as I'm sure you remember from the podcast last week, I said I'll probably be driving down with John and David, and I thought it would be therapeutic for you to come along and... Spend sit work well, took us took us seven hours to get down. So <laughs> yeah, come on, that'd have been therapeutic, okay? That'd have been a nightmare. Should we start with the challenge? Obviously, there were matches last midweek and last weekend. Yep, we had the playoffs. Um, Suwon versus Eland, and then Daegu versus well, I guess that's not Daegu versus the, the victor of the first round. Yep. Uh, did you eventually in the end? Did you go to the Suwon game? Yeah, a friend, of, good. Friend slash enemy of the podcast, Alistair, agreed to go with me to the match, hold my hand, keep them warm. Did you drive? Uh, no, we took the subway. You took the subway? No. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty good experience, actually. The weather was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched it on Naver. I unfortunately couldn't make it as I had a company dinner in a Thai restaurant. Um, so I was uh, I was up to my up to my knees in Singa and uh, Pad Thai. So it's my first time visiting the, the Suwon, uh, what do they call it, Suwon Civil Stadium. Suwon Civil Stadium. Um, and I was quite impressed, to be honest, given I assume all their budget comes from Suwon City Hall. I, I've, n- I've never been, they, I've, I've watched Suwon City once, and it was, yeah, 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 Suwon City. I've watched them once, and it was in, um, when they played in the Big Bird. I watched them play against uh, Bichon. I hope they get up now. Can I give it away? That's a bit of a spoiler alert there. Um, let's talk about the game first, and we'll talk about whether there'll be a Suwon derby or a Seoul derby. Uh, I mean, let, let's talk about it as a the, the match day experience. So, to begin with, so we, we got there. It, the our trusty weather apps have said it wasn't going to be raining in the evening, so we hadn't prepared proper clothing. But it, when we actually got there, it was pelting with rain. Uh, the stadium doesn't have a roof except for one tiny roof bit in the VIP stand. So we went in there, but they put up some marquees over one one section of the the, the stand that goes down the side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. So we went around there, under our marquees, out of the rain for the most part. Um, 
when we went in, they gave us some of those hot packs to keep your hands warm and, a, mm. and a, one of those 1001 plastic Mac jobbies to keep the rain off. So I was quite impressed with that. I mean, also, when you go in, they've got um, computer screens which show the, the, the team for the day. Okay. So that was quite that was quite a novel thing which I, I appreciated. Um, and then when the match started, obviously terrible conditions for the players, but it was a really entertaining game. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was an amazing game actually. Um, it was very uh, yeah. It was I don't use the word enthralling very very often, but it was an enthralling match. So on the subway down, Alistair and I were having a bit of a debate about the fact. That after, if it was a draw after 90 minutes, Suwon would go through as the higher team, whether that would make it a very attacking game or a very defensive game. And I thought it would be quite attacking, because I thought Elan definitely had to score, and he thought it would be very defensive, because he thought Suwon would just sit back and uh, know that if they kept a clean sheet, they were through. Mm-hmm. Um, but Suwon came out straight, out straight out of the gates. Some lovely play. Uh, obviously, Japa scored to take the lead after one... Japa scored to give Sue on the lead after about 20 minutes. It's a pretty sweet goal as well. I mean, it was a difficult... I mean, in, in the conditions, you know, like it, it was a difficult uh, volley to, to like make. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he he is he is a player. I think we've, we've kind of used his name as a bit of a pun like, over the podcast, like, like, over, over the season. Have we? Well, I have anyway. Um... But I think I think definitely that he is he is a player. I mean, he he knows. But his name's Japan, not Jamaica. He he does have an eye for goal. <laughs> I mean, he actually does have an eye for goal. Um, yeah, I was impressed by him. I was impressed by his movement during the game. Um, but then I I actually blogged uh, a, a preview of this game. And I said that there was four players that I thought to watch in the game, that there was four players that I thought would decide the game. Uh, for Suwon it was Japa and Shishi. Okay. And for Eland I said uh, Tarabai and Jumanku. Jumanku didn't start, right? No, he came on with about 20 minutes ago yeah. and he was terrible. He was terrible, yeah. Uh, but So I was quite happy to see uh, after half an hour that Tarabai got a penalty. Yep. Whether he deserved it or not is a little bit um, up for debate. I didn't really see what constituted the penalty. And in fact, Neighbour kept replaying a foul that Tarabai committed on the Suwon player. So I really didn't understand why he got the penalty at all. But it must have been a handball that I couldn't see. I have no idea. But there was not really a challenge on him. And if anything, he fouled the Suwon player. And Neighbour... Well, I guess it was a neighbour, I guess it was JTPC or whatever the, the KBS, whatever the, the, the TV station was that was showing it. Sport TV, probably. Yeah, Sport TV, probably, yeah. Um, so he, he won the penalty, he dusted himself down and he cracked it, and yeah, it was a pretty sweet penalty. And, and Did and you do, His run-up was sort of... Yeah, well, his run-up was worse than Adriano's. Yeah, he, I really thought he was going to get psyched out because the goalie wasn't moving at all, right? Well, he, that's the thing, that the goalkeeper looked as if he was just looking at him going, you're, you're an arse. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Hit it, come on, hit it. But his finish was pretty amazing. But he, he, he sort of started running up, and then he stopped, and then he started walking up, and he sort of jigged to the side. And he jogged on the spot once. Yeah, yeah. He actually ran on the spot for, a, for about a couple of... I mean, 
it's actually illegal. I mean, like FIFA brought this law in several years ago that Korea doesn't seem to have actually understood and has never implemented. But what he did, that it should have been a retake, and or yeah, it's a retake, isn't it? This is a goal, a retake, a yellow card. I think it's all three. It, it did take him like seven or eight seconds from the time yeah. he took the first pace to the time he actually buried the ball in the net. But he, he did bury it pretty well. Yeah. Which kind of amazed me that he was actually able to like finish it quite so sweetly. Get that get that amount of power with no run up. With like literally standing on front. Yeah. I mean that big standing like, on the ball. Yeah. I mean fair play. It, it was a it was a good penalty. Terrible run up, as we said. I mean I, I did comment on Twitter that, that I kind of hate that kind of thing. Mm. Um, Adrianos is a little bit different. He kind of tends to just psych the goalkeeper more, whereas Tarabai looked like he was psyching himself out. Either that or he did do it in the bathroom. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure which one it was. Um, but anyway, that, that was it. It was, it was one each. At that point, uh, Suwon are still through because of the the um, 90 minute rule. Which I agree with you. Well, I, I, I agree with Alistair, I guess. I thought was going to ruin, <coughs> was going to ruin the game. Uh, but it didn't. Um, it just before half time, uh, Elan scored again to make it 2 1. Um, pretty sweet strike as well, wasn't it? Well, I think if you were at the game, it was a pretty sweet strike. But I think when you saw the, 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 the replays, I kind of bounced a couple of times and hit inside the post. Okay. So I, I did actually like a miss kick. But when I first saw it, yeah, it was like a 20, 25-yard strike. Um, it was like the goals that, that Elan were scoring earlier on in the season that they seemed to stop sco- like trying. You know, the, the, when when Martin Rennie had them shooting for, from everywhere, it was kind of reminiscent of the goals at uh, Goyang and stuff, where they yeah. were just like hitting the ball every time that they saw a goal. Um, I, I mean, it was a good strike, but not quite as good as it would have looked had you been at the game. And that was that. You're thinking two, two minutes, half two minutes before half time. They're going ahead. You think they're going to, yeah. yeah you think Ma- Martin, Martin Rooney's going to be happy going in two one ahead at half time. But not to be. Yeah, forty five minute. Literally, I think that the sign board had just gone up saying there'd be one or two minutes mm. of time added on, and uh, Suwon came on the attack, uh, took a shot, and Glory spilled it, didn't he? Yeah, Glory had a terrible. He had a terrible game actually. To be honest. Uh, I, for a guy who used to be the number one national goalkeeper, he 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 looked all over the place. So it was a it was a, I mean obviously the conditions were terrible. You'd assumed very slippery with the rain. But he should have held but, it. But he spilled the shot and then it rebounded to a the Suwon player Im Song Tech who yeah. buried it off Glory's body or yeah from a relatively narrow angle. So obviously Suwon delighted to go in at half time two all. And Martin really rethinking his half-time team talk. Well, that's it. I mean, at 2-1, he's like, OK, guys, let's go out, keep it tight, second half, and we've got this one. At 2 each, he's like, OK, guys, we're out. I mean, this. And, and at that point, I began to change my mind about the 90-minute uh, rule. I began to think, OK, yeah, this has actually caused this game to be a, an attacking, um, kind of like, free-scoring game. And then second half started, and Elan came out, as you would expect, having to score uh, they came out and attacked and attacked and attacked and what like, 10 minutes less than 10 minutes um, Jun Min Kwan scored uh, that goal was a little bit hazy in my mind to be perfectly honest I don't remember that one either um, there was a header in the game so I think that might have been the header I'm not really sure 
And then you're thinking, okay, three to Eland, that must that must be a like, this game can't keep going at this pace. Just calm it down for ten minutes. Yeah. Take take the sting out of the game for ten minutes, and then yeah. Yeah, and literally what a minute, two minutes. Yeah. Um, so we equalised. The goal has been given to, to Kim Young Kwan. It was a bit of a, um, if I remember right, it was a melee, it was a corner come in, and there was a bit of a like, melee in the box, and the, and the ball found its way over, over the line. Quite why they're giving it an own goal. <coughs> I, I really have no idea why they're giving it an own goal. It's very, very rare you get an own goal against a goalkeeper. But he was at fault for the second two on goal, given an own goal for the third one, so as, as you said, he pretty much had a terrible game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the conditions were terrible. They were the same for both goalkeepers. Yep. They were terrible. But you're talking about a guy who was... I mean, you're talking about a guy who was at the World Cup. Same for both. Oh, sorry, our World Cup. Um, I think we should have said the World Cup. Because uh, you think it was the last one. But he was at a World Cup. I mean, like, he was the national team goalkeeper. He was the massive marquee signing of the, of the close season. Um, and now he's going to spend another year... Down in the down in the doldrums of the of the challenge. Unless he goes back to Ulsan, given there's given that there's rumours they're selling their keeper into the J League. Well, he could go to Suwon. I mean, Suwon are looking for a keeper as well. Uh, after Jung has definitely went to Kawasaki Frontale. That's half our jokes for next year's podcast, gone, isn't it? No, we just we just talk about Japanese football. <laughs> um, I would have said he, he he might have, and I'm going to see the word return. And I know for a fact someone will look up Wikipedia and tell me I'm wrong. But I thought he, he might have returned to Songnam, uh, the way that Songnam were playing, or the way that Park was playing at the beginning of the season. But Park Jun Hyuk is now like, he's, well, we'll talk about it later on, he's actually nominated for the KFA Goalkeeper of the Year, which is such an amazing turnaround. Either that or I'm just a drunken bum that has no idea about football. Probably a bit of both. Probably a bit of both, that's what I'm going to ask. I should probably stop throwing cans of beer at him as well. That probably doesn't help his, his concentration. So, I don't know if Jumingu's Holt carrying an injury or whether he's just fallen out of favour in the last few weeks. I mean, even even a, a poor... Even a poor Jumingu, if fit, should have played in such an important game. So you've got to imagine he, he must be carrying an injury. He must be. But he came on after about 70 minutes, knowing that Sol needs to get one more goal to get through uh, he, and he basically did nothing yeah he was I mean when he came on uh, I, I figured out which player it was because of the colour of his boots and I think he was wearing gloves and then after that I kept saying well where's Jugon where's Jugon and me and good friend of the podcast Alistair couldn't figure it out we couldn't find him at all I mean when he came on as I said I was in a restaurant watching it on Naver when he came on which has probably cost me an absolute fortune because there was no Wi-Fi. Um, when he came on, I, I did think he was he was probably going to like, turn the game for Eland. But yeah, I don't remember his name being mentioned, and I don't really remember seeing him uh, at, like, like a whole lot. But then again, I don't remember Eland doing much after after Suwon's third goal. Really knocked the stuffing out of him, didn't it? Yeah, I think having been in the league twice and surrendered the second one. The, the second lead so quickly I think they just gave up yeah so come 90 minutes finish 3 all Sue won through by virtue of having finished above Eland in the league third versus fourth overall you think that was a good thing or a bad thing I mean I think looking back on it now after that game I do believe that the 90 minute rule does work it does mean that your league position does give you a slight advantage 
But it also gives you home advantage as well. Yeah. So you've got a double advantage. Yeah, I mean, well, it should be noted that home advantage means nothing in a challenge when there's only 2,000 fans attending at games. I don't really think, I mean... 1,200 on that game. Yeah, I mean, like, home advantage... Even in the classic, I don't really think there's a big thing. I don't really think Korea really has an idea of home advantage. Apart from, probably apart from Jeonju, um, Seoul on, on occasion, and Suwon, yeah, maybe the Steelyard, I guess. Suwon a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah Suwon a couple of years ago, not anymore. And maybe, maybe the Steelyard because the fans are so close to the pitch. But even then, I, uh, as someone that went to the steel yard yesterday, I would say that a lot of the atmosphere there comes from the several thousand Marines there who are doing their own army songs rather than football songs. Yeah. So I'm reluctant to say that the steel yard confers an advantage. Yeah, so maybe you're looking at basically John Book is the, the only stadium where home advantage really comes into play. So sometimes. Mm. Like, on occasion when so fans can be bothered turning up and singing. Uh, other stadiums like Tanchon, Homer Fancy's nothing. I mean, even with the Tempest stand, it brings nothing to. It doesn't give. I mean, okay, you know the pitch, you yeah. know where the bumps are, yeah. the, you know that sticky patch, uh, you know that bare patch. But other than that, really, I don't think Homer Fancy's really gives much in Korea. So I guess the 90 minute rule maybe does give them that, that advantage. Um, obviously it would be interesting to see what happened when they played Daegu who also would then at that point in time have had the 90 minute rule and home advantage and that match happened on Saturday Saturday yeah I was working on it I saw nothing of this match I was working all day uh, I, I was a single thing. I was driving so um, all I know is the score um, I mean I would say from someone that was at the Eland or the Suwon Eland game I was in, that, in those terrible conditions, I was damn glad it was over in 90 minutes because couldn't have faced another 30 minutes and possibly another 30 minutes watching penalties after that in, yeah. in those conditions. So. so on Saturday, it was a 2 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Daegu hosted Suwon. Um, obviously, we said none of us actually got a chance to, to, to watch it because of various, various reasons. Um, so I guess we'll just get this one quickly. Uh, Daegu lost. There you go. Uh, it was 2-1 to Suwon. Again, the 90 minutes rule, perhaps, making um, both teams have to come out and play. Suwon came out and took the lead, uh, base and Young, in 20 minutes. Uh, just before half-time, Diego equalised. Through No Byung Jun, who no Byung Jun. also scored in that match we saw at Puchon. Yeah. First match of the season. First match of the season, he did. Uh, and then who else won it for Suwon? The man with an eye. For goal. For goal. Uh, Japa. I mean, yeah. Gotta take your half to the guy. I mean, he's like. He's, he's definitely. I think he's a player. I mean, it's very rare that you get a really good foreign strikers. You know, that are kind of like natural strikers in the, in the K League. And I'm sure we, we can name them, you know, on one hand. Uh, I think the Adriano was one. Uh, the house called Dehan, yeah, yeah, Dehan definitely yeah, was one. Yeah. And this Japa and Jonathan, the two guys in the, the uh, Daegu and Suwon. Obviously, Jonathan never scored on Saturday for Daegu, but Japa scored for Suwon. If, the, if these clubs can keep those players, then yeah, 
I think it's good to because they look as if they are natural natural goal scorers. Jonathan has said that he, he came out and quashed the rumours that he was he was going to Qatar. It'll be interesting to see if he changes his mind. Yep. Now that Degu are going to face another season in the in the in the challenge. After vanquishing Eland and Tegu, Su will now go on to face eleventh team from the classic Pusan. Um, since you and I know very little about either Suwon or Pusan, we've uh, scoured the the hordes of foreign fans throughout this peninsula, and we found someone that found someone that is regularly in attendance at Pusan. One of the one of the the hundreds that go there every week. Um, let's get him on to see what he thinks about the game. So, in view of the uh, upcoming playoff between Pusan and Suwon, we've got a special guest. Welcome, Geordie Paul. <laughs> All the way from Busan. Uh, it's the first time. We've, we've actually been talking about getting a guest on through Skype for ages and ages. It's the first time we've actually done it, so you're kind of a groundbreaking uh, guest for us. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad to be able to help you guys out. So, um, how long have you been living there? Well, how long have you been supporting Busan, I guess, is the first question we need to ask. Oh, I think I first started going to matches back in about 2010, and um, yeah, been kind of like uh, regular feature at the home games and, uh, and a few away games since then really. And he's always willing to buy you a beer if you go down to Pusan. Really? Or at least share a beer with you. Oh Strange. definitely. Strange enough I'm coming to Pusan on Thursday for work. Oh brilliant. <laughs> might take you up on that. <laughs> and if this recording doesn't work out pros- properly you might be redoing it again on Thursday <laughs> yeah. in person. Oh, no. So I mean apart from the fact that you live in Pusan Paul I guess my next question is, why did you start supporting Busan? Was it just because you lived there, or was um, there like any other pretty reason? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. It was, it was the closest team to me, um, which is actually it's quite funny. I, mean, I support Busan Park, but most of the foreigners who live in Busan support the transport team, Busan Kyotam. Yeah, there's a urban legend about that team. Yeah. I think I, if I'm right in saying they, they had a cardboard cutout of one of the foreigners or something like that, that yeah, right? That's right, yeah, it's yeah. Charlie, he's a, Charlie, he's a long-time yeah. supporter and he's, yeah, he's got a cardboard cut out of him to take to their away games and stuff, so, yeah. yeah. So. so what made you choose the uh, the iPark then? Um, well, to be honest, uh, it was like the first team I thought of, you know, it, was, it wasn't kind of like, you know, oh, let's go and research the teams, let's look at the different leagues, I was just like, I'm sure there's a football team in Busan, oh, Busan iPark, right, I'll go along and watch them. I assume you've chosen to support Pusan because uh, Ian Porterfield used to be their manager, you know, the great Sunderland legend. Oh, right. No, no. I had no idea he was our manager. Bloody hell. Back oh, well, then. I might have to go back to the uh, Kyotong team then. <laughs> and have there been, any, been any, any or many good times during the past five years? No. Um, yeah, a couple of times we beat so. <laughs> um, Can you remember the games that were good? Um... <laughs> Yeah, it was at the uh, FA Cup. I think uh, we beat you. Uh, it was 2-1 or something like that. Um, that was that was a good game. Um, last season we had a fantastic game. Um, it was before the split season, uh-huh. and um, and basically we needed to win the game. And uh, I think it was Ulsan needed to either draw or lose. No, 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 no. Sorry. Um, Jeju, yeah, needed to either draw or lose for us to stay in the top half, you know, so, you know, in the, the championship round, yeah. so to speak. 
and uh, and we were away to Pohang, and they were like the, they were top of the league at the time, and it's like oh man, this is such going to be such a hard task. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we ended up beating them three two, and that was a very memorable game. That was fantastic. That was a high point. Did you end up in the championship group or did you end up in the relegation group? No, we ended up in the championship group. Yeah, Jeju ended up drawing that game. So, yeah, we, we uh, stuck in the top half of the, of the season. And Philip f- finished a solid sixth for the year. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, Pusan have got these two key games coming up on Wednesday and I guess the, the second on leg on Saturday. Saturday yeah. yeah. Uh, got, to, got to win over two legs to stay in the... Uh, the K-League Classic. Are you feeling confident? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, it's basically, this, I mean, this season's been abysmal. The last game we won was, was back in July. Uh, every game since then has been like either a loss or a draw, and um, we're just, uh, you know, we're just incapable of scoring goals this season. I don't know what's wrong with us. Yeah. So you obviously, know. you started the season with. With the uh, ex Suwon manager, whose name I forget, in charge. Uh, Hyo Yoon Sun. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd not done too badly in the last couple of years. Had he? It wasn't particularly inspiring, but he was solid enough. He was. Yeah. I mean, we were playing some uh, pretty, like you know, decent football under him. Um, unfortunately, I've obviously been a foreigner. I'm not. Uh, knowledgeable about all the politics or whatever goes on, but um, yeah, I was quite surprised to see him get ditched this season. And then they, uh, was it his assistant that took over, a Brazilian guy, right? Yeah, Dennis Iwamura, yeah, he took over for a couple of months. And obviously didn't see any improvement. No. Um, and now, uh, was it um, Che Young Jun is now our, our manager at the moment. And still no improvement? No. <laughs> so you think, uh, obviously... You, you'll not have seen too much of Suwon City over the season. No, no. But, but you're still um, petrified that you'll lose over two legs? Um, yes. <laughs> Probably mainly yeah. because of Japa. He's got an eye for goal. He's got an eye for goal. He's showing it every week. <laughs> but yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't seen much of Busan this year either, to be honest. But um, mm. I said probably see more of Suwon than I've seen in Busan. Uh, but they've, yeah, I'd agree. It's been pretty, pretty abysmal. It's been pretty terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I think you know we're missing a couple of key players from last season. Um, I know was it uh, we had Brazilian guy Fagner. Fagner, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. He was he was like Craig Bellamy. You know, you 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 would run so fast at defenders, yeah. and they would just panic, and. Um, but yeah, he went back to Brazil uh, at the end of last season, and uh, there's another guy we're missing as well, Im Sang Hyup. Yeah. And he's gone to. Um, oh, who's he gone to? Sangju Sang. Sangju, yeah. He's in the so I think there, he yeah. must be doing his military service or something. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's a good player. So who? Uh, he's been knocking them away for for Sangju. So. So who have you, who have been your foreigners this year? Um. To be honest, I've uh, oh, I've got Wesley? one Brazilian Wesley. guy, Wesley. Wesley. Yeah. And um, don't sound I, impressed. To, to be honest, I haven't seen much of any of the other Brazilians. I think obviously we've got a you know a maximum complement of uh, three foreigners on the squad, but uh, Wesley's the only one I can spring to mind. 
I don't know who the other two guys are. Yeah, there's, but there are two more, but yeah, as you said, I, I, I don't think they actually, they, they don't yeah. come to mind I, at all, yeah? Yeah, I've, I haven't seen them play much this season at all. Um, I mean, it's been quite a few games where we've had um, all Korean players start, you know, we've had no foreigners starting. Mm. Which is quite unusual, unless, you're, unusual. unless you're Poham circa two years ago. Yeah, yeah the pure bloods. <laughs> um, if the worst does come to the worst and Pusan get relegated, what, what do you think will happen next year? Uh, I'd like to think we'd be able to bounce back up. Like... Um, you know, do a Dejan or a or, or a um, Sanju before getting relegated the year after again. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then going back down. Yeah, but you don't think your your club? You don't think there's any danger of the team folding or having its budget slashed or? Um, uh, to be honest, I've no idea. Um, obviously, well, because of the name iPark Construction Company, I think are our main beneficiaries as far as money's concerned. So. Um, I don't know. Um, the attendance, I know, of, of games at home games have been really low this season. Yeah, we've been, struggled yeah. to get over like about two thousand uh, two thousand supporters or two thousand spectators in the stadium. Um, although our last home game with against John Nam, I think we got about six thousand, and that was quite unusual. But I think a lot of those tickets were probably given away free. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's not much of a following in, in Busan for the for the team. It's because they're all the Kyoto. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's because a lot of giants, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's a baseball it's, city, uh, isn't it? Yeah. It's a baseball city. I mean, lot of, I mean, lot of giants are full every single game. So I mean, it's like, so I think that's why. But I, I heard you're actually playing the the second leg of this playoff at the at the Kyoto Stadium, the Kudok, rather than at the Ajiad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any reason for that, and do you think it will affect the team sort of not playing in their their home ground? Um, uh, yeah, I remember one game a couple of seasons ago when we played um, Pyongnam in the Gudok Stadium, and uh, yeah, yeah, our, our our players really struggled on, on in that on that surface. They just weren't used to it, and um, you know, Pyongnam ended up winning that game. So yeah, that is a big worry, I think, for us. And of course, Newcastle not doing too well in the EPL either. So there, oh, there is a yeah. chance you could get relegated twice in the same year. Yep. That, yeah, it's twice in the same season. Yeah, that is a distinct possibility. But, but as a as a huge Celtic fan, I love Mike Ashley. So, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so, we, we, he can, you can have him. You can have him. You're welcome to him. Well, he can stay with Rangers. <laughs> I don't want him near Celtic. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, I guess we'll let you get back to your quiet Monday evening at home. All uh, right, thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Take care and hopefully see you next season. Excellent. Either, yeah, well, either end the classes or the challenge. Yeah. Right, take it easy. Bye now. Bye. Thanks. Of course, that wasn't the only football in Korea this week. There was also a full round. In fact, the last round of K League Classic fixtures on the weekend. There was, yes. You and I both made it to one of the one of the six. We did. Different ones, luckily, so we've got a little bit more to talk about. We have. Uh, should we start with the relegation group? Yes, let's do it. Which was ultimately pretty irrelevant, right? Uh, well, it kind of has been since since it started, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, it was even more irrelevant this week. Uh, Dejan were already relegated. Uh, Pusan were consigned to the playoffs. 
and Ulsan, even if they won, they couldn't get higher than seventh. So, so yeah, it was a pretty uh, one could say pointless, but then again, there were points to play for uh, round, and that was a terrible pun. I apologise to Paul's mum for that one. Since we've already given you the results and a little bit of commentary for every K-League Classic match this season, I think it's only fair to go through these three completely pointless games. Sounds good. Okay, where should we begin? Let's, let's begin with furthest away from Seoul, which would have been Ulsan. Ulsan. So Ulsan were playing Busan? Yep, local derby-ish. Localish derby. Kind of, yeah, I guess, yeah. Who is Ulsan? I guess Ulsan Pohang? Ulsan Busan, I guess? Uh, Ulsan's close. I, w- I don't know for sure, but I would say, based on my expectation of travel times, that Ulsan's probably a little bit closer to Pusan than Pohang. So that's probably like the derby then, yeah? Okay, um, it was a, it was a last ditch chance for, for the rookie, our obviously favourite ever Korean striker, to uh, grab the Golden Boot Award. Did he manage it, Paul? Yeah, I mean, he scored in the 90th minute. Um, he had a, a healthy cushion over Adriano in second. Well, not healthy, but two goals, so Adriano would need to get a hat-trick at least to overhaul him. I think Hwang Yijou was another two goals behind that, so... Yeah. So, Korean getting the golden boot. First time for a few years, I think. Odds on for player of the year. Got to be now. Got to be. Which Even though it's horrendous. Got to be. You seem to be turning your, your nose up in disgust. Um, that's not the only thing I'm turning up in, in disgust, but yeah, it's one of the things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you will get player of the year now. I mean, a Korean getting golden boot, they're going to obviously give that player of the year to, to, to that. Um, still don't think he's a good striker at all, anyway, whatsoever. But to get that number of goals in a team that struggled like Ulsan is not to be sneezed at. I mean, it's a great return. I mean, it's like a, I mean, what, 18, 18 goals this season? Uh, five more than Santos, who won it last year? I just made that number up, by the way, just so you know that. It's about right, though. It's about right. I think Santos, they wouldn't be 13 or 14 last year. So, yeah, I mean, it's like a fair play. First Korean to win it since... Probably since Eton Gook won it at some point. 18 goals out of the 54 that Ulsan have scored over the season. It's a healthy return. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that he, he, he is in the right place at the right time. I guess, <coughs> but like Wang Yejo, you've just got to give him maybe six chances. But, um, yeah, I mean, 18 goals, good return. Anything else of note happened in that game? Um, nope. Right, so we go on to the second closest to Seoul then, which would be Gwangju. Gwangju were playing against recently relegated uh, Dejan. That one was going to be a rip-roarer, as we predicted. And uh, yeah, 2-1 victory, 2-1 home victory for Gwangju. Goes by Kim Ho-nam in the 7th minute, Park Sung-hong in the 55th minute, and a 90th minute consolation from Wanderson. Do you think they'll be wandering off somewhere else next year? Uh, I think he'll probably stay. Like, he's a guy who scored that fantastic free kick. <laughs> I don't know who against who won. So yeah, I was I was at the game. Uh, it was a great free kick against uh, Suwon Blue Wings. Hopefully he'll stay. I don't really know. I mean, I don't know how good a guy, a good a player he is. But I don't. I don't really. I haven't really seen enough of Dejan to really make too many kind of predictions about how good and how shit they really are. Well, the table doesn't lie, surely. The table doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> Four wins out of 38. 
that's that's kind of Derby County in the Premier League type territory, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty atrocious, and especially when two of them have come in the last five matches. Yeah, as well. And then the last game in the relegation group, Incheon probably looking to finish strongly. They've had a pretty good season, I think. Yeah, I mean they should have been in the top six. Probably could have been in the top six if they hadn't been so spineless at Tanchon. Um, when they thought that John Book would beat Jeju and, Gant, and they would be guaranteed the top six place anyway. Yeah. Uh, that day, Sarnam won one or 2 now. Um, but, I mean, a good season for them. They, they would probably have finished seventh had any other team been in the in the bottom six other than Ulsan, who have won four of the last five. Yeah. Um, so I think if, if, if it had been anybody else, like a, a traditional top... Sorry... A traditional bottom six team, Incheon would probably like finish seventh. Like Songnam, uh, Incheon would probably finish seventh. Yeah. Instead, Osan, I guess, put that run. I think looking at that, I think if you look at Osan's last ten games, I think they won about eight. Mm. Pretty incredible record. For just too little, too late for them. Do you think they'll be back on form next year? I think so, definitely. I, I did hear that Jeprof is leaving. Server is going back to Pastures Old. I think he's going back home, I think. I thought when you, th- when you said going back to Pastures Old, I thought he was going to sign for Songnam or Seoul. Uh, no, I, th- I think he's leaving Korea. Like, I saw a, a photograph of him on um, Twitter of him kind of forlornly sitting on his own in a, in a, in a coffee shop. And I think he's had enough of uh, being, being like the token foreigner in Korea. So yeah, it's, what I heard is that he's, he's, he's leaving at the end of the season. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, back to the point of the match. Had Inchon, you know, like been a, in a different group, you know, like a different bottom six, they would have done well. But in this game, home uh, to Jonam, uh, they lost this one one 0 Che Hyojin, ex Seoul right back, ex Seoul right back, scoring a goal in the fifty second minute. Yeah. I'm assuming from a rampaging long Boston run up the right wing. Chaudhuri esque. Chaudhuri esque. Probably a dodgy deflection in the penalty box from a poor corner. <laughs> but let's paint the picture of the rampage and uh, right back. So, how did the bottom six finish in the end? In the end, it was Ulsan in seventh on 53 points, Inchon in eighth on 51 points, Jonam in ninth on 49 points. Guangzhou in 10th on 42, uh, Pusan second bottom in 11th on 26, what a difference, uh, and then Dejon at the bottom as we know on 19 points. Right, should we switch to the, the top group then? We should, the only one that matters. Yeah. So there was, um, again, nothing to play for here, well I, I guess second place and third place. And it's between... Pohang and Suwon for who's going to get into the, the group stage and who's going to end up in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, so Suwon were at home to John Book, Pohang were at home to Seoul. You were at that game, Paul? I was indeed. And Sonam were at home to Jeju. I was at that game. Should we start with your game, which is the, the most inconse- inconsequential of the three? Less indeed. Um, it was a, a it was a pretty horrible day, to be honest. It was freezing. It's kind of like one of those days that reminds me of Scotland. Uh-huh. The kind of day, like, it's not actually raining, but it's soaking wet. The 
cold wind blowing in off the Moray Firth. Yeah. Oh, in this case, the cold wind blowing in off the uh, 30 Norribine Street. Or the Tanchon. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was uh, just like a really kind of wet, horrible day. It wasn't, as I said, it wasn't really raining, but it was kind of like smurry. Might be what you call that word, I don't really know. Um, so I, I, I opted to sit in, the, in my old seat, or my old area, in the, in the, uh, in the main stand, or the main um, stadium, not, not in the temper stand. Uh, Songnam started really bright, uh, could have taken the lead several times in the first five to ten minutes. <coughs> Eventually, um, they took the lead in the, in the eleventh minute, Wang Yi Joe, of course, who else? Uh, picking up a, a kind of loose ball, just just inside the box, drilled it past past the keeper. Keeper had absolutely no chance. It was probably second, yeah, probably second chance of the match. Un, unusual that he takes the second chance and not the the sixth. But anyway, um, after that, Jeju came back into it a little bit. Uh, they looked a little, a little bit more confident. Uh, Park Jun Hyuk made a couple of pretty decent saves. One class save. The one really kind of class reaction save. Immediately after that save, um, the ball broke to uh, Jay, sorry, uh, Jin Dae Sung on the edge of the box. And he placed a really well, really well placed shot just beyond Park, who had no chance of throwing goals. So even though he was having a great game, I mean, like, Park had, he had, he had no chance of saving that. So it was it was one each uh, half time. Second half was mostly Songnam. Uh, again, Wang Yijo having several opportunities to probably um, make it two one, but spurning almost every single one of them. And then with a minute left, um, the ball again. It was a, it was like a shot. I think it was saved. And the ball broke out to the right wing, like really far out in the right wing. And from an amazingly tight angle, he, uh, he finished it beautifully pa- past the keeper. Uh, like in the keeper's near post and also in like in his near post, but also in at the left-hand side of him as well. It was, a, it was, it was an amazing, amazing finish. And that was it. 2-1 song now. They won the last game of the season. Uh, after that, the fans all left the Tempest stand, went round. To the, to the, and this was something that, something that I really liked, and I, I put this on Twitter, and I really liked this. Like they did a a, a a highlights reel of like the moment, you know, like the the best moments of 2015. And every time they showed a goal or a highlight moment, they also showed the fans celebrating as well. So they really kind of like did make a big thing about you know yes. We did well in the ACL. Yes, we know we're in the top six, but we couldn't have been here without you guys. And it was like a really fitting tribute that usually when teams do that, it's all just about the team. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like picking Wangy Jones showing all his goals, or like maybe you know they're just showing you know like all the the Songnam goals against Seoul this year, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But they actually kept uh, focusing on the fans as well, uh, which was I thought was really fitting because the fans have been there. We're Songnam through thick and thin, because I mean Songnam have been pretty shit for the last couple of seasons. This season they've been really good, but but the fans have been there through like, like all those years. Um, I did appear on two of the highlights. What can I say? Um, the token foreigner. <laughs> the token foreigner. Like 
on both situations, dropping his phone or looking lost or just completely trashed. I always feel that I don't get in many of these highlight reels because I'm always hanging, holding a can of beer and have to censor out the, the marketing. But Yeah, I was in two of them. I was in like the one from the the um, goal that Wangy Joe scored in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, actually as me saying to Kunsok, who scored? <laughs> um, well, it looks like I'm actually kissing them for some strange reason. But uh, And I think, I'm sure that the other one was the one with me and Alistair in, um, in Chun. In Chun. Yeah, which is me and Alistair putting our beers down before we celebrate. Um, was the mayor there yesterday? Nope, there was, well, I mean, there was no... Oh, a half, a really strange, a half-time, they did a kind of strange... So I, I couldn't really understand what was happening. Like a kind of tribute, some girl was out having that they given a speech, mm. and then before the game, people were getting awards, and then after the game, before the players got got their awards, there was someone speaking. So yeah, I guess it was the mayor. Interestingly, I know at some point we're going to talk about slogans of the season and whether or not they were actually lived up to. Uh, the the billboard at Songnam said, memories of 2015, glory of 2016. Um, so, I'm not quite sure what glory we're going to see from Songnam next season, but... New goalie, obviously. Well, new goalie, yeah. Um, I mean, I've criticised him all, all season, but he's come on to a, an absolute stormer of, a, of, a, of, a, of, an, of an end of the season. And yeah, he's he's been really good. So, I'm... Wangy Joe wants to move to uh, Japan. I don't think he'll get the move in the close season, to be honest. I think he's too he's too raw a talent. I think he should stay at Sonam one more season. But I think with Kim Do-hyun, Wangy Joe, Park Young-ji, Park Jun-yuk, yeah, I think we'll be up there challenging for um, ACL spots next season as well. Uh, since for the relegation group we did furthest to Seoul to closest to Seoul, how about we do closest to Seoul to furthest to Seoul for the championship group. Sounds good. So the next one up would be uh, Suwon versus Jongbuk then? Uh, I guess so. There's about 10 kilometres further than Songnam. It's supposed to be the, the last minute title decider. Yep. Strange enough. Someone did score a goal in the last minute. Uh, did it decide the title? Uh, no, I decided that I really hate Kaio more than any other player in, in the K-League. Did he kiss his badge? Uh, I didn't watch it, but I'm sure the little shit did. Before before securing a big money transfer to somewhere else over yeah. the close season. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening, Kyle, I really don't like you. Um, yeah, uh, anyway, let's go through the game. I didn't see the game, but I did see Yum Ki Hyun, uh, who opened the scoring for Suwon. Uh, about like, 60, about, like, on the hour mark almost, maybe about 70 minutes. And an amazing free kick, like... Uh, just as he has done all season. He has an amazing left foot. Uh, and he's great. He's a dead ball specialist as well. And it, it, was just, it was a brilliant goal. He was maybe like 30 yards out, maybe 25 yards out. Lined it up, full wall, curled it over the wall, top corner, top right-hand corner beyond the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, no chance whatsoever. Uh, he's up there for player of the year, along with the bookie. He could get it. He could get it, to be honest. I think he probably deserves it more than the Wookiee. But well, I deserve it more than the Wookiee. Um, so that was 1-0. Uh, EJ Sung, who else? The Wonder Kid. Um, Leveled it. Not, not the thumbs, mate. Not, 
not thumbs who, who's, who, whose name I don't remember but number is number 22 yeah. um, uh, so EJ Song yeah, the, the new Korean Wonder Kid of the Year um, leveled the scoring for John Book with 5 minutes left everyone thought that was it John Book but we're going to see it this season with a draw but um, unfortunately for John Book Kayo had other, had other ideas and we had a couple of minutes left popped up bang scored, scored the winner um, kissed the badge, turned into the fans, celebrated with the fans, and then as you said, went right up the tunnel and signed a contract to sign to uh, join Pohang. <laughs> to join Chunnam. The, the guy, the guy is literally worse than that tar in a hooker bar. that keeps going from punter to punter to punter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Try to get them, like, take the most money, yeah. So not just so you know, not that I've ever been in a hooker bar. The last game is obviously way down south in Pohang, furthest from Seoul. Were you at that game, Paul? I was indeed. I went down to Pohang on Saturday. As you know, the Diablos have done a lot of away trips here, there and everywhere, and we've always had a good time. Unfortunately, I cannot recommend Pohang at all for a night out. It was the worst night out ever. Why was that, Paul? Was there no Thursday party? I mean, if there was a Thursday party, that would have been good, but even if it's not a Thursday party, there's normally at least one bar in town where you, you can find that it's packed out. You can just go and have a few drinks and talk to people. But everywhere we went was just deserted. It's like it's like you phoned down to Pohang and said, John and David are coming down, so get the fuck out of town. Well, I, I did. Oh, on, on Saturday morning, I called them the day before I started teaching. I was like, guys, just so you know, John and David are coming down, get the fuck out of town. You could have told me, and then I would have gone somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everywhere we went was deserted. So, and we, we'd done a bit of research about where to go, so we thought we knew where we should go, but no, it was terrible. Um, I guess we should get onto the match. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It was obviously Hwang Sun Hong's last game in charge of Pohang, and I guess the referee had got the message because he didn't give anything in, in favour of Seoul at all. Uh, it was clear that nothing was supposed to ruin Hwang Sun Hong's final game. Chair broke with his team selection of the last few weeks, and he, he dropped Unilock to out of the squad. He dropped Takahagi out of the squad and he brought in Yunjute to partner Adriano. Uh, Isokyon was in midfield. Um, and early on, it didn't look very good at all. I mean, Seoul didn't have any consistency, didn't have much in the way of possession. But I think a lot of that was probably also down to Pohang's style, which is a very cynical niggling, uh, try and cause as many fouls, cause as many problems as possible. Uh, I would probably agree with that. Um, assertion of Pohang's play uh, the last time I saw them play was against sorry guys my voice is completely gone the last time I saw them playing was against uh, Songnam I actually watched the game on uh, Naver and I noticed that as well a lot of like little fouls on Kim Do-hyun uh, Wang Ejo they, they kind of seem to pick the players who, who make who make teams tick Obviously, for Seoul, they decided to pick on Adriano because of course, yeah. He, you know, we know he's got a little bit of a suspect temper. Uh, they were fouling him continuously; didn't get anything given ever. But uh, I mean, obviously, Juan Simon's leaving. He's not going to be around next season, and it'd be interesting to see whether this play, this style of play, is endemic to Pohang or whether it's going to die with him. I mean, he's going away to study European football for three years and then come back. That, well, that's one word on the street. The other word on the street is going to Soretsu Osaka and be their new manager. Oh, really? Because I heard he was leaving to go and study European football to benefit Pohang. That's what I heard as well. 
but we'll, we'll see which which is the actual reason. Probably the latter. Paul Hung dived, got a free kick. It was cleared. They attacked about two minutes later. Dived again, got another free kick. Seoul lined up a wall with about eight men in it, and the the Paul Hung midfielder Che Jisoo li- looped the ball over the wall into the corner of the net. Um, so that was one nil, and it stayed that way for the majority of the game. Mm. Seoul had Seoul actually had loads and loads of chances, and they just kept. Uh, missing them, Yunja tape a couple wide. The goal, the Poan goalie fumbled one, but managed to get back onto his line and clear it before it crossed the line. Um, they had a, a number of chances, and then about ten minutes before the end, Adriano broke forward. Uh, he took a shot. The goal, the Poan goalie fumbled it, and Molina was on the follow up and blasted it into the net. And then from that time on, Sol were lit, really pushing for the winner. Uh, they kept pushing men forward, trying to get that winner. And then Puang broke on the counter attack. Again, the Puang striker messed it up. One on one with the sole goalie. He, the, the goalie blocked it, but it rebounded to around about the penalty spot, and the, another guy following up blasted it in. Do you think that could be Molina's last ever goal for Seoul? Well, do you think or do you hope? I'm not asking if you hope, I'm asking if you think. There's a the, the big difference there, yeah? I did comment at the time that. I'd assume that if he was going, he would have come over to the fans and done some kind of farewell. Oh, okay. But at, at, after the game was over, he just took part in the like all the all the players lined up and bowed, mm. and he he just went off into the tunnel like everyone else. So I mean, it's common knowledge that his contract's up. Yeah. I have heard that they're trying to re-sign him on a on a much reduced contract because obviously he is one of the the highest paid K League players, isn't he? Yeah. So there are there are conflicting rumours. Some that say that he wants to go back to Colombia, mm. and some that say he's going to re-sign with Seoul for another season or another two seasons at a, a reduced rate. Okay. And I guess we'll have to watch this space to find out. Is that and interestingly the Dehan rumour will not go away. Now he has come back to Korea. It would seem he's not particularly enjoying his time in China. He's not been particularly good. I don't think either. I don't know. I'm not really sure. He's done fairly well, but not not to the degree that. Yeah. So this, they, the rumours are that he is he is he wants definitely coming back. He, he he wants to come back and finish he, his career in Korea. He didn't want to leave in the first place, did he? Yeah. No. So yeah. Um, Whether it's So or Jongbuk or Incheon or Songnam or Suwon or Daejeon. Obviously, know. as it stands, Seoul don't have a spot for him to go into. Yeah. They have to get rid of someone. Whether that's Molina or Osmar or Osmar. And not going to get presumably not going to get rid of Takahagi or Adriano. Uh, not going to, yeah. Um, you'd hope they wouldn't get rid of Adriano, but I mean Adriano and Dehan up front would be deadly. Anyway, um, I guess you've already gathered, but Puang beats all two one. I won't be in any, any hurry to go back to Puang. I hope with Hwang Sung Han leaving that the the cynical style of play they've had for the last few years will also peter out, and I kind of hope that once the new manager comes in, he's a he's a, he's a f- massive failure, and they do a, the same as Ulsan did this year, sink into the bottom half of the table and disappear. That's pretty doubtful, though. I mean, Pohang are kind of the number two, number three team in in, in Korea right now. Well, I guess one of the main talking points, or one of the big talking points, recently has been um, the fact that Osmar has been starting and finishing every single league match. Um, he's he was last I checked he had 
he was up to like 37 games or something like that, yep. over, over 3,000 minutes. Did he complete the, like, the, the 38 Shades of Football Challenge? Did he, <laughs> did he make the 38th game unscathed? Interestingly enough, he did. Um, he got hacked down by a Puang player at one point, and he was holding his leg and grimacing. I thought he might have to get taken off, but no. He got a bit of magic spray, got up, carried on. Also, his captain for the day, so that, that involved him having a lot of interaction with the ref. So I thought he might get a yellow card for descent, but no. He finished in 90 minutes. So, ever-present, every minute of every game, every league game for this season for Seoul. Which is the first time since 2007 that's happened for an outf outfield player. Back in 2007, two Songnam players did it. One was Chang Hak Yong. Who is now back at the club. What's, what's his position? Uh, Defence. He's number 33 or number 32, I can't remember which one. And one was Kim Yong Chol. But interestingly enough, although they, although they played every minute of every game during that season, the season was only 29, 29 games long. So it's not quite Osmar's 38 games. What I think quite interesting as well was that for a defensive combative midfielder like Osmar, he only picked up two yellows. Right, I mean... Across the whole season, that's pretty incredible. Now, I mean, I guess for a defender... Jang Hak Young picking up, like not getting a rec I mean, not getting suspended either. For Songnam was pretty amazing, but but yeah, I mean, definitely that's pretty amazing. For so for a, a, a player like Osmar, where he plays and the role he plays, as you said, sometimes captain, but definitely like that kind of combative midfielder in that area of the pitch. To have only got two yellow cards is pretty is pretty amazing. Because in, in Korea, you only need three yellows to get a one-match suspension. Don't you? Yeah. In, in, back in the UK, I think it's five to get you that one-match suspension. But in Korea, it's only three. So he was skirting the line. But yeah, to, to play 38 games without with, and only get two yellow cards in his position is pretty good, I think. Uh, we, we've talked at numerous points through that season about how, how he's head and shoulders above most of the players in the K-League. Yeah, so definitely. I guess he's not that into getting in, into rush challenges or yeah I mean he is he is a player he is a footballer I mean he, he is a, I mean I call him Cletus because of his Galby post but he is a very intelligent footballer I think he strolls uh, through through the K-League and it'll be interesting to see if he stays or if he does move somewhere for more of a challenge there were rumours that he was going to China mm. uh, I haven't seen anything any updates recently um, and certainly most of the Seoul fans seem to believe he's staying, but uh, we'll see, I think, I guess. But I guess, yeah, for sure, it's, it's unusual for an outfield player to, to play every minute of every match. Yeah, definitely. So, congrats to him. Fair play, well done. Maybe we'll have some outro music related to that. We may do, yes. Osmar gets the clap. <laughs> he gets the clap? Yeah, I just gave him a clap. <laughs> Every time, Paul, there's always something. You've got to bring some sexual into everything. So, I'm guessing with Osmar strolling through the K-League, strolling through all, all 38 games, I'm assuming he's going to be one of, the, one of the, the nominees for the K-League Team of the Year, Paul? He bloody better well be. He should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, using, using your, your, um, your knowledge of football encompassed with your celebrity status on the podcast you've managed to wangle a, a free ticket into the, K -League, the KFA Player of the Year awards Unlike Gary last week for the Champions League final I have managed to leverage the podcast to get a free 
ticket to the K-League Awards, and then tomorrow afternoon I will be in the Grand Hilton attending the K-League Awards ceremony. I'm assuming my invite is in the post, and I will eagerly await the mail tomorrow morning. Uh, I did have a, a space for you, but you said you were going to be down in the, the countryside doing tests, so hopefully be replaced by a very hot girl. Yeah, I, I hope I hope for the best for you, Paul. I really do. I'm there as a guest of FC Seoul. Would that would have been as a guest of FC Seoul? You've clearly you've made it clear throughout the season that you're not an FC Seoul fan, so you're probably best contacting the mayor of Songnam to see where your pass is. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Of course, the way this night's going, we'll probably still be here recording the podcast by the time the, the, the Vatican Prize game starts. <laughs> okay, let's go on with the categories. So, Paul, shall we begin with the top uh, and work our way down at the bottom? That's what she said. Indeed she did. <laughs> Indeed she did. The top would presumably be MVP. It would be, yes. So, who's up for MVP? We have uh, Lee Dong-guk, uh, Yom Ki-hyun and Kim Chinook. No, no, and please don't. <laughs> is what I would say to those three. It's, yeah, I mean, from from our point of view, it's like, who do you hate the least? Yeah, I mean, Kim Chinook obviously will probably win it, having won the Golden Boot. I'm assuming they're going to give him MVP. Yeah. Uh, Edon Gook, I don't really see what he's done to even really justify he's a not, nomination he's for he's that. Not had, he, what is he, fourth or fifth in the goal scoring league? Yeah. He's not had an outstanding season. He hasn't had it. No. And I think there's far better players in the league than him. And I think he's he's even dropped down the picking order at Chombo. He's not the he's not first name on the team list like he was in previous years. Yeah, so I think that's quite an interesting one. I don't know why. Maybe it's just maybe um, like the typist for the nominations that you know, like just as Edom Gook fussing every single year because he's always in the nominations. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, Yum Ki Hun, uh, obviously of Suwon. Has to has to get that one for me. Uh, his left foot is sublime. Uh, he also wears a cake hat very well. <laughs> as much as it pains me to agree with you, uh, I, I out of those three, yes, I think I'd have to give. Is, is there anyone you feel that maybe should be a candidate that's not there out of those three? Kim Tukhan. The guy that only plays an hour each game for Songnam. He does, but he's been he's been pretty 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 decent. Um, also MVP Osman he's been influential for Seoul but I mean I think you can see here it's always it's, it's mainly strikers or goal scoring people that go for this yeah. award right and Osmar he's been very solid he's been a rock for Seoul but he's not he's only scored two or three goals yeah. from the whole season so I would say Huang Yijou but I guess he'll be up for the Young Player of the Year award and that's why he's not an MVP shall we find out if he is Let's move on to Young Player of the Year. Young Player of the Year. Candidates are EJ Song of Chonbuk, Kwon Chang-hun of Suwon, and Huang Yijou of Songnam. Uh, my heart says Huang Yijou, my head says EJ Song. Uh, I would think you're probably right. So I think it's interesting, Paul, that, we didn't, that none of the two of us brought up um, uh, Kwon Chang-hun uh, as being a potential winner of the Young Player of the Year. Do you think that's because he puts for Suwon and we hate Suwon? Or do you think it's because we don't think he's a good player? I mean, he's caught over the course of the season watching Seoul. So I've seen Chumbuk four times. I've seen Suwon four times. But Kwon Chang-un's caught my eye more than Lee Jae-sung. Okay. 
Um, obviously, I knew they were both like hotly tipped new new players because of their perform. They both made the national team, where they both scored goals. I think. I think I would agree. I think uh, Quan probably has done more than EJ Song, but EJ Song seems to have the media attention that Quan doesn't. I mean, a little bit more. We're always limited by the fact that we mainly watch Songnam in your case, Sol in my in my case. So we only get to see these players for four games a season, plus whatever we catch up on YouTube or national team games. I mean, we do watch a lot of games. I mean, I watch a lot of games on Naver as well. Um, but he, I think he, EJ Song has captured my attention more because of media coverage. I think. I mean, Quan, I've seen, I recognise him. Like, I think he's a he's a pretty decent player but I do think with winning the league with the guy who scored the, the goal that won the league for John Book um, I do think you'll find that uh, EJ Sung will probably get get the award as I said my heart says Wang Yi Zhou I think Wang Yi Zhou needs rewarded f- at some point f- for the season that he's had um, but I think it will probably go to, to EJ Sung uh, after the Player of the Year award, Young Player of the Year award, I guess next up is Manager. So, if we look at the three candidates for Manager of the Year, we've got Che Gang-hee from Chumbuk, won the league. Hwang Sung-hong from Pohang, the sentimental choice, Yep. leaving at the end of this year. Um, won the league a couple of years ago, basically. Yeah. And Kim Hak-won from Songnam, the, o- the overachiever. Uh, but, yeah. Quite uh, got a... John Book, yeah? Scotty Gordy, uh, Kang Hee. I would assume so, yeah. I mean, winning the league, it's probably going to win your manager at the year award. Uh, you would think. Also getting to the, I mean, I, I, I don't know if the ACL performances come into it, but getting to the ACL quarterfinal as well, further than any other Korean team. Yeah, it's got to go to Chi Kang Hee. Uh, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, from a personal point of view, I think if all three managers were managing the same amount of talent, based on the fact that Kim Hapong's clearly overachieved, yeah, clearly overachieved with what Songnam have, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I would say in terms of actual management, in terms of like man management, in terms of like tactical management, Kim Hapong would be the best manager because of what he has achieved. I mean, like although, top six, ACL. He does, he does tend to be a bit con- uh, conservative at times, doesn't he? He does, yeah. But, I mean... I think he, he sometimes he's sometimes happy with the draw when other managers would go for the win. Yeah. But I think, looking at it, uh, with what he has at his disposal, I think to, to get out of the ACL group stages, to get the final, you know, the, 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 the top six. And to be honest, they, they should have got an ACL spot. They blew it themselves by the drawing uh, three and wasn't so like in the first four games. But I mean a couple of victories in either of them and it'd be a completely different story. Yep. So for me he probably is the best manager of the three, but it's a results game and I think when you win the league you're going to get always voted as manager of the year. Okay. Uh, then we've got a best 11 to pick So we've got three candidates for each position Okay Goalie Kwon Sun Tae of Chonbuk Shin Hwa Young of Pohang And Pak Chun Hyuk of Songnam Interesting Had you asked me that um, 
six months ago, I would have laughed at Park. Even three months ago. Even three months ago, I would have laughed at Park being being involved. But the, the last three months, he's been he's been exceptional. Do you think that's because it's November and he's got a, a, a nice? Massage? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's been exceptional like since before the split. He's he is he's really done well, but he's not going to get goalkeeper of the year. No, the start no, was horrendous. Nor should he over the course of the season. Yeah. I mean, if this is over the course of the season, then yeah, you've got to say no way. So for me, I'd, I'll be honest, I don't really know that much about the two keepers, but I would say, again, it's probably going to come down to John Book. I would say it should go to the, whoever's conceded the least, but the K-League table doesn't show that, so I've no idea who that is, but probably John Book, right? Over. Yeah, I'm going to say like, probably John Book. I mean, I haven't watched um, Shin... Um, uh, Shin Wayang in the game against Osan, remember when he was like crawling around in the ground, yeah. like game three of the season, yeah. uh, palming balls around and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I would say that Sunte has probably been the more steady of goalkeepers over the season. Park has been the best in the last maybe quarter, but over the course of the season, he was too erratic at the beginning. Have, so, having, having said that, we can't just say that oh, because he's a Chumbuk player, you've got to give him, got to get him the best length. So I guess we have to see what other what other players are in other positions. So yeah, if there's is. a preponderance of Chumbuk players within the defence or the midfield or the attackers, then maybe they'll give the goalkeeper award to someone else. Because it's all it's all about balancing up, right? Mm. They're not going to give, they're not going to have a best length that's completely Chumbuk players. I agree. Defence, let's go for it. Uh, Left back, Hong Chol of Suwon, Ko Gwangwen of Seoul, Pak Tehan of Incheon. Seoul. Seoul? Yep. Even though he's played half the games at right back in place of Chadri. Hong Chol. Who you said was not a defender at all. Yeah, he's shy. Yeah. Uh, Pak Tehan. Who we don't know anything about. No, about. But surely not going to give it to the Incheon guy. It's going to be the Suwon guy, surely. Yeah, it's going to be Hong Chol. I'm not convinced Hong Chol's a left back, but anyway. Yeah, it's going to be Hong Chol. Centre backs Kim Hyung Il and Kim Ki Hee of Chumbuk, Pe Gi of Pohang, Yun Yun Song of Songnam, Oban Sok of Cheju, and Yonachi of Incheon. Uh, definitely 100%. One of them will be uh, Yun Yun Song. Plus one of the Chumbuk guys you got to Plus one of the Chumbuk guys. The Yun Yun Song will definitely get in it because he, he made the national team. He made his debut this, like, this last week against some team. Uh, Laos, Laos. Myanmar. Myanmar, second one. Uh, so I reckon you're looking at one of the two Jumbo guys. I don't. Kihi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Kihi. He's, he's also in the national team, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Kim Kihi will definitely end. And Yun Young Sun, probably second. And then right backs Che Cho Soon of Chumbuk, Chadri of Seoul, and Yi Jung Min of Kwangju. Chadri. Yeah, you can't say anything past Chadri, can you? No. He's, he's retiring. He's been pretty solid. Sentimental value, he's got to make team of the year. He's, yeah, I would be surprised if he goes to anyone but Chattery. Yeah, it's got to be Chattery. Uh, he made the Asian Cup, was the driving force in the Asian Cup. Yeah, yeah it's Chattery, every, every day of the week. Yeah. If, if it's he not was also the fans, voted the number one fans, voted choice in for yeah, the friendlies. For the, yeah, for the, uh, the uh, K League. The K League All Star team. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's yeah, Chattery. Yeah. Alright, go to the midfield. Uh, left side of midfield. Uh, there are three candidates, but you can't see it being anyone beyond. Yom Ki-hun. Yeah, Yom Ki-hun, Lopez of Cheju, Orsha of Chonnam. Yom Ki-hun. 
I mean, we have talked about Orsha and how good he is, but he's he's no young Kion, is he? No. I mean so. that. I mean, you could put another fourteen left midfielders in that in that mix, and it would be young Kion every day of the week. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Okay, for the centre, Lee Jae Sung of Chumbuk, Kwon Chang of Suwon, Sun Jun Ho of Pohang, Osmar of Seoul, Kim Do Hyun of Songnam, and Yoon Mikram of Jeju. Actually, I think Yoon Mikram could get that. I think he, I think he could be one of the two. He's he's had a pretty decent season for Jeju. I mean, Jeju have been dire, but Yoon Mikram has played pretty well in, in the majority of games. Um, so I think you make he might be a dark horse. Um, he's he's pitched him with a couple of goals, a few goals. He's a, he's had a few uh, play of the match awards. Um, he was pretty good against Seoul when we saw him. Um, he was good against um, Songnam as well. Uh, yeah, I think you might get you might see Yunbei Garam going by what we said about um, young player of the year. I guess EJ Sung's going to come in there as well. How many have we chosen? So is it a four-four-two we're playing? Four four two, I assume. Three, three, wow. three guys for each position. I mean, oh, you you put Osmar in there as well. You brought you you Graham up there, but I think you can't look beyond Osmar. He's played every minute of every game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Osmar's got to make it, but who? But it won't be Osmar and you Graham. It'll be one of one or the other. Yeah, but one of the two of them, yeah. But I mean, do you think they'll give Young Player of the Year to EJ Song, and then, and then pick, give Team of the Year to to Kwan? But can you can you give Young Player of the Year to E and then say, well, you're not in the, the K-League best 11? Not really, you, can you? You are the best young player, but you're not in the best 11. That doesn't make sense either, right? If you're yeah. Good. So if they're going to give one of those players Young Player of the Year, they can't include the other one in the, the best 11. Yeah, I would agree, yeah. Which means they both have to be excluded from the best 11, unless you give the same guy two Oh, ah, OK. Prizes. So you could be looking at Osmar and Kim Do-hyun or Osmar and Yunbe Karam? Well, basically what we're agreed on is not going to be Sun Jun Ho of Pohang. Yes. I mean, Kim Do Hyun, it won't be Kim Do Hyun because he doesn't play, he doesn't play 90 minutes. You can't have a, have a player in your team of the year who has to leave after 60 minutes because he's knackered. Right? Do you know what I mean? No matter how good he is in those 60 minutes, yeah? Yeah. So we're, so we're agreed that it won't be Kim Do Hyun. Uh, it definitely won't be uh, Sun Jun Ho because I don't even know who that is. So, um, so, you got, so the question is, is it going to be one out of Osmar and Yun, Yunbi Karam? And one of the young kids. And one of the young kids. Yeah. And, what, and if it's going to be one of the young kids, is it going to be the same one, the one the young, young player of the year, or is it going to be the other one as a consolation? From my point of view, it should be the same guy that won young player of the year, but... But as a K-League. Uh, so yeah, okay, so let's go for Kwan and Osmar. Kwan and Osmar? Yep. Okay. And then right midfielder, you've got Song Jin-hyung of Jeju, Kim In-sung of Incheon, and Kim Ho-nam of Gwangju. And I can't say I've heard of any of those three. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jeju guy because they're higher in the league. I don't know anyone who's right midfielders. Yeah, I. I mean, I've heard of, I've heard of them, but Kim Ho Nam, obviously, uh, scored a goal at the weekend. Right? Scored a goal at the weekend. Uh, Kim and Song, I've watched Incheon a few times. I don't really remember the right winger being great or the right midfielder being great. Um, Does this mean that the right midfield is a, is a problem position for the Korean team? Because yeah, must be. Yeah, it's, it's the first time, it's the first position we've had out where we're not familiar with any of the players, isn't no, it? No, because the national team probably has a right winger from a right midfielder from Europe. It's a problem position for Koreans in the K League, it would seem. 
because the, the, we can't. There's not a Sonam, Suwon, John Book. I mean, like yeah. none of those teams are in the top six. Oh, sorry, I tell you, like Jeju are sixth, but Incheon and Gwangju are like. So you you try to tell me there's not Incheon and Gwangju were eighth and ninth, right? So you try uh, to tell, yeah. Uh, so we're talking sixth, and eighth, and ninth. Eighth and tenth. So there's no right midfielder from first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. He can't put the John Book guy in because he had butty the player. From you on? Yeah. Because he can't make the team of the year because he was suspended for like twelve games or whatever it was. <laughs> Not five or six. Five or six, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's so I reckon if he hadn't been suspended, maybe he'd have been in there. So I'm sure he's the right midfielder. I'm sure he is. Okay. And then for the for the best eleven striking position. Only one man. My my book. Book is closed. Well, we've got six candidates for two positions. Book is closed. Okay. <laughs> Wang Yijou. Wang Yijou's got to make it. God, when the guy's like, it could be Wang Yijou. Right, so you have Edon Gook, uh, Sant- Santos. That's Santos. Santos. Like like sentimental, right? Sentimental because it was good last year. Adriano, uh, Wang Yijou, Kim Shinook, uh, Lee Jung Ho. That's the guy. That yeah, 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 the guy high fived. Um, okay, Adriano's got to make it. He's probably the most natural goal scorer. In the K League right now, and the way he dragged Tejon through the first half of the season. Yeah, he has to make, He has like he's the most natural goal scorer, I would say, in the K League. But again, surely Kim Shinook's got the golden boot, so you can't ignore him. So you're going to say you're really going to go for Adrian against over a Huang Yijou? Same number of goals, but Huang, but Adrian had played less less games, so he's got a higher goal per game ratio. Uh, my heart would say Huang Yijou, but I mean. Wang Yijou's got to get it for something. He's in, a, he's in an exceptional season. He cannot go unnoticed. Sorry, un, unrewarded. Um, Recognised, yeah. I mean, he's been recognised. He's, he's, he's made like, two awards, three awards, two awards. Uh, he has to get something. Um, I, I mean, I would say Adriano and, and Wang Yijou, but you're right, they won't discard the rookie because he's got the golden boot, so it'll be the rookie plus A and other. If they go for the bookie and uh, eat on Gook, I am stopping the podcast and never talking about Korean football ever no, again. No, we're just making it into an anti Kelly podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Santos gets it, uh, I might burn my hair off. And Lee Jong-ho is presumably just there as a filler because he needs six. Yeah. Uh, Adriano and Kim Shinook. Um They won't. The K-League will go for two Koreans. Uh, Wang Yee-jo and Kim Shinook. Are you changing your mind? I just did. It's, it's going to be Kim Shinook plus either Hwang Yijou or Adriano, surely. Yeah, they're going to go for as many careers as possible. They can't not put Osman on. He put every single game. You've got to imagine Osman's got to make it. Uh, Adriano is, as I said, probably the most natural goal scorer in the K-League. Uh, personally, if they were going to pick the best strikers, I would pick Adriano and Hwang Yijou. But they won't. They'll pick the rookie and one of the other two. I guess I can see why they're going to pick the Wookiee. Uh, he's top goal scorer. So, yeah. That in itself would mean he's the best, even though we both know he's not. Right. I guess, for completeness sake, we should just go through the challenge team. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. MVP. Jonathan of Tegu. Yep. Japa of Suwon. Japa. Mingyu of, of Eland. Nope. Not Japa. Mingyu. Japa. Scored the goals that... that won Su won the playoff spot uh, the last playoff spot against Busan 100% Chapa you'd, you'd think so wouldn't you it has to be it, ha- it should be if, they, if it's got any sense at all 
I mean, Jonathan, maybe because he's, he's the top goal scorer, but Japa is the one who scored the goals at the important time. Yep. Has, has, every day of the week has to be Japa. Of course, he has a, got an important game on Wednesday, so he might not be able to make the ceremony tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Okay, there's no Young Player of the Year award in the challenge. So we'll go straight on to the Manager of the Year. Pak Hang So of Sangju, Lee Young Jin of Tegu, Cho Dok Che of Suwon. Cho Dok Che, for me. Yeah, because. Still one more. Unfancied from. I mean, Sangju, you can't really give it to Sangju because ultimately they get their players from other teams. Yeah, they've they've got the they've got the advantage of getting the best. They've got the strongest squad for ninety percent of the season. So yeah, yeah. Diggy manager failed at last minute, unable to clinch that. Well, he failed in the last five five or six games, right? Yeah, they they had it all wrapped up and then yeah, and then blew it. Yeah. So yeah, for me, two one. Okay. Um, Best goalie. We're really going to plumb the the depths of our knowledge here, aren't we? Um, Goalie. Cho Hyun, Cho Hyun Woo of Tegu, Glory of Seoul, Eland, and Ryu Won Woo of Puchon. Glory. You'd have to. He's. He's have to manage. It's going to be glory, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they've got to give the glories. It's glory after all. Okay, left back, Pak Jin Po of Sangju. Yep. Chu Hyun Jae of Anyang, and Chong Woo Jae of Chungju Hamul. Pak Jin Po. He's ex-Song Nam captain. Um, he's the only one in the three I know. This is going to be a very brief segment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Based on our lack of knowledge. Yeah. Stevie, where are you when we needed you? Okay, centre-back. Kang Min-soo of Sangju. Cho Young-un of Tegu. Hwang Do-yeon of Seoul-Eland. Kang Ji-yong of Puchon. Woo Ju-song of Kyungnam, And Shin Hyung-min of Ansan. Have you ever heard of any of those? I'm going to go for um, Huang Do Yun of Eland. Of Eland. And Kang Ji Young of Puchan. I mean, I mean, I've got no idea about what any of these six players are all about, but I would say that Puchan massively overachieved this year, yeah. right? They were, they were, re- well, not relegation fake, but they were. They finished pretty much bottom of the league the year before. Yep. They weren't expected to do anything, but they did almost scrape into the playoffs. Yep. So you've got to fancy that the Pujong guy should make it. Above that, I mean, the Kyungnam guy, Kyungnam was shite this year, weren't they? They were terrible. absolutely shite. Terrible. Shouldn't be him. Can't be him. Ansan also went from, went from playoff contenders to... Uh, they actually made the playoffs last year and then were horrendous this year, weren't they? Yep. So it shouldn't be, be him. him. Defensively did well. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's all about. Uh, uh, personally, I would pick the Puchong guy plus either of the Sangju Tego or Elan guys, yeah. but I'm not specifically. Yeah. Right, right back. Lee Young of Sangju. Definitely. Lee Hakmin of Puchon. An Songbin of Anyang. Lee Young. Sangju. Yep. Is, is he another another Songnam favourite? No, no, no. He. Um, uh, and Chun maybe. I'm not really sure. Uh, but. I'm picking him so I can drop the Sanju defender from from central defence. So it's all about politically weighing up him. Okay. Left midfield, Ko Gyeongmin of Anyang, Jiu of Kangwon, and Kim Byung-ho of Chungju. Jiu. I like that name. (laughs) 
don't know. No, I, I, honestly, I, I, I don't know any of those people at all. All right. Um, Let's move on then. There's no point wasting time philosophizing about things we don't know about. In the middle, Yi Seung-gi of Sangju, Kim Jong-woo of Suwon, Cho Won-hee of Eland, Kim Zong-min of Anyang, Henan of Kangwon, and Oh Sung-bom of Chungju. Well, Henan is the Brazilian, Kangwon, and Cho Won-hee has got to be one of them. You uh, think so? Uh, you think Cho Won-hee's had a pretty good season? Yeah, it's a pretty good season, and Yi uh, Seung-gi, I guess, Sangju. No. No more Sanju players. Um, let's go for Henan. Okay, on the right, Reov Leo of Tegu, Kwon Yong Hun of Suwon, and Kim Jae Sung of Eland. I haven't heard that much about Kim Jae Sung of Eland, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, he had a good start, I think. But um, he's tailed off recently. Don't know much about Leo either. Yeah, I don't really know about those ones. So pass. Pass. Okay, and then strikers. Two, yeah. out, two out of six. Jonathan Otegu. Yep. Japper of Suwon. Yep. Tarabai and Jumingyu yep. of Eland. And then Belusa of Kangwon. Yep. And Chosukte of Chungju. Homework? Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not actually homework when you see it written in Korean. I <laughs> know. Um, Japper, definitely. Or should we just change the formation to it like a, a two two six? <laughs> yeah, uh, Japa and Jimingu based on his uh, his his form at the beginning. Japa and Jimingu, you think? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. If we look at the goal scoring charts of the of the, I mean the six they've nominated were six of the top seven in terms of goals scored, so. To go through it, they picked Jonathan of Tegu, who got 26 goals in 39 matches. Japa, 19 goals in, four, in 33 matches. Mingyu, who got 23 goals in 39 matches. Tarabai, who got 17 goals in 34 matches. Jonathan Beluso of Kangwon, who got 15 goals in 31 matches. And Chosukte of Chungju, who got... 19 goals in 36 matches. So, presumably you've got to pick top goal scorer Jonathan of Tegu. Yep, and then Jumengu. Although you have to look at the goals that Japa scored in the playoffs as well. And I reckon the fact that Japa and Tarabai with the, with the goal scores in the playoffs. For me, Japa is the best player. He's a better player, he's a better striker. He might have a lower goal scoring ratio, but he's, he is better. So I'm going to say Japa and Jonathan. But they won't, they'll give a Korean, so I'm going to say Japa and Jimingu. I think it would be, be difficult to ignore Jimingu, even though he's really tailed off in the last yeah. three months. But Jimingu, at, at his height of the season, was unstoppable and was by far the best striker in Korea, never made in the league. Yep. So you think Jonathan and Jimingu? Japa and Jimingu? Japa. His goals, in, his goals have given Suwon. The, the chance to play Pusan in the playoff. Okay, I guess I'll find out tomorrow whether you're right or wrong, okay. and we'll talk about it next week. Sounds good to me. Sweet. Okay, I guess it's time for some closing music. Originally, I was thinking of something for Osmar for playing every minute of every game, mm -hmm. but 
I think we've learned an important lesson tonight, haven't we? Don't drink. Uh, we've always drunk, but tonight, uh, for the listeners who are not aware, we've actually brought glasses along. To give a bit of background, we randomly took a photo before the most recent Songnam Sol game, which was the Songnam scarf, the Sol scarf, and two beers. And we decided to use that for our most recent Groove magazine, but because we took on a mobile phone, it wasn't high enough resolution. So they asked us to retake it. So in order to do that, we brought along two pint glasses and our scarves today, and we took the photo. We then made the horrendous mistake of pouring our beers into the glasses to drink them, which causes us to mix which causes us to drink the beer much more quickly than out of a can. Uh, therefore, we've got through substantially more beer than we would have done drinking out of the can. Yep. So uh, I think we've learned a valuable lesson here tonight. Always drink out of a can, not out of a glass. So take it away, Maestro.